Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Relatively Healthy. I'm Jamie Stoller, and thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started with today's episode just want to share a brief word we want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and subscribing and rating and giving us feedback and submitting questions because this is our 10th episode and we are so so excited and we really really appreciate all the feedback you've given us if you haven't had a chance please go and subscribe in itunes and give us a five-star rating because that would mean the world and if you haven't yet please submit a question we love hearing about your poo and vaginas and really we just want you to feel comfortable completely oversharing and it is anonymous and you will get no bs advice from my sister dr ellen so just a reminder again that uh you can leave a anonymous voicemail at 1-844-STOLARX or you can tweet us or dm us at 844-STOLARX we would love to hear from you um so what are we doing with this pod it's 10 episodes gotta tell you we have exciting stuff coming up in the future we have amazing new guests and new segments and we're really excited and we want to keep hearing from you Um, and again just thank you so much for listening In today's episode, we talk with licensed acupuncturist in front of the show, Toria Moscato. Um, She is awesome. We talk about inflammation and whether that is bullshit. And I admit that I am a cliche and am on the whole 30 and I know I hate myself too. But you know what, guys? It's it's kind of working out. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, but it's good. Um, I also recommend if you haven't heard this podcast yet, hi, welcome, uh, go back, check out episodes one through nine. We have some really cool conversations. I recommend episode three with Liza Dye, who's this great comedian who was hit by a train. And we talk all about the aftermath of that, the medical system and her experience. And, and I just, I think about that one every day. Um, or, you know, check out Sam Wilkes, who trains actors on how to act out symptoms so med students can learn uh, how to treat them. And I'm explaining that horribly. He does a much better job, but his job's crazy. So I also recommend that episode. And uh, we talked to a woman who gave birth, like to a baby. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, So before we go, I just want to let you know, we're going to take a couple week hiatus and we'll be back in um, October. And in the meantime, please just rack up those medical questions, rack up those queries, send them in because Dr. Allen's giving advice that's like free healthcare. Free healthcare, but you should go to a doctor and not count on us because that would be crazy. But you know what? You're going to get advice from like a young lady who also has a medical degree. I could think of worse things. So feel free to submit and We love you guys. Okay, I've just been um, talking too long, so we'll get right into it. We're going to pick up this interview a few minutes in where we are talking about nutrition and medicine and all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk about a topic that when I asked Tori about this, when she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh, then great. Let's do it. Um, I have been on the whole 30 and I'm uh, approaching the final week. And I think it's been really interesting because I find nutrition. Interesting doesn't mean fun or good. Interesting. Actually, it's been good. Okay. It's been good. I have no complaints about it. Do you feel great? Yeah. Yeah. I feel great. Everyone who does it says that they feel great. Yeah. And it's also for me, it was like just taking a lot of thought out of food actually because Mm -hmm. in the beginning you're adjusting and you're Mm -hmm. learning the rules so basically you don't eat 
sugar, you don't consume alcohol, you don't have grains, you don't have uh, dairy. And those are all the things in theory that cause inflammation in one's body. And then after the 30 days, you start reintroducing them and see how you feel. So it's one, a reset where you like take hmm. the stuff out. And then two, it's also mostly about like the take putting stuff back in slowly to see how you, your body responds. And um, there have been a lot of things that I know aren't placebo that have happened because I wasn't looking for them. Like I realized a couple weeks in that I'm only needing a cu- one cup of coffee a day when I used to need mm, like five. Absolutely. And I don't know what specific thing that's attributed to or like I have a lot of back pain and uh, I have sciatica and it's right now gone. I'm not sure if it's related, but it's my related. body, see, my body does <laughs> feel better. And these aren't things I went in with the mindset of and they've happened. So right. I don't understand any of it, but I'm getting my life. I love it. I mean, if you feel better, then I understand some of it, actually. Oh. So, we so can what's happening, yeah, even though I'm sorry, this I also want to talk about why this topic. OK, so number one, <laughs> <laughs> let me just be real about the fact that I just don't really care that much about nutrition and the reason I don't care about it is not because it's not important it's super important it's just not the thing in alternative health that I gravitate toward you know everyone specializes I specialize more in uh pain emotional stuff chronic pain plus emotional stuff and internal stuff but the truth is that I can't really address any of those things without addressing somebody's diet because like you said you had pain the pain is gone interesting that you just changed your diet right you didn't really change a lot of other things just the diet and the truth is that there are many foods, the foods that you mentioned, grains, specifically gluten, but grains, uh, dairy, sugar, alcohol, and drugs of any kind, including marijuana, um, which in California we don't always consider a drug, but it is. Um, and all of those things can lead to chronic inflammation in your body. And in, where there's inflammation, there is pain and there is dysfunction. And the, that leaves a ripe environment um, for disease and discomfort. So if you can eliminate those things, then all of a sudden your body, like think about the ocean, right? Like our ocean right now is pretty inflamed, right? The temperature is rapidly rising. The plants are dying. The fish are dying. Um more invasive species are taking over and uh if we were if we were able to reduce the temperature of the water then probably homeostasis would take over and something would come back right it's the same concept in the body so um i actually have chronic back pain and when i am eating correctly which i haven't been doing lately (laughs) but i'm getting back um summer's been way too hot to cook but uh, when I'm eating correctly, my back pain doesn't bother me. And when I don't eat correctly, I wake up in the morning with back pain without fail. Every it's so time. weird. Yeah. I And I also say this as a skeptic, as someone who like went in being like, no, that's not possible. It's it's totally possible. true for me. 100% yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, I have right now, I have actually a lot of patients. So, so let me just say that usually when I'm working with someone with food stuff, I outsourced to one of my colleagues who has a nutrition background she has like a certification in nutrition she did some kind of nutrition program she's a genius with food and I don't want to deal with food so I'm just like you should just go see this person <laughs> this is who you should see for food and like I'm help I'll help you with the pain so we share in that regard but she is just about to give birth and isn't seeing patients mm. right now which sucks for me because I'm like oh right. man I, I have to, to do refer it. to yeah. well but also it's been kind of a cool summer for me because it's meant that I've really had to dig in and learn a little bit about food yeah. um, and I by no means am I an expert but I have become a little bit more interested in the correlation between pain and diet so for me that's kind of the angle that I approach it from but I do see all the time that people like right now I have a patient with psoriatic arthritis which if you don't know what that means it's when uh, the psoriasis basically enters your joints Mm -hmm. uh, and causes really painful uh, joints and he has a pretty good diet I would say but he doesn't have an anti-inflammatory diet and so I wrote out an anti-inflammatory diet for him and this week he was like I'm following it about 80% and his pain was significantly better this week after even only one week wow. so even just small changes I mean if you're eating only packaged food like if right. you're a pop tarts and pizza kind of person yeah. you know live your life but also <laughs> if you feel like crap then exactly you know, you're, you're going to have a really hard time switching over to an anti-inflammatory diet because it's very, very different if that's mm-hmm, a diet yeah. that you're mm-hmm. used to. But if you're eating generally fruits, vegetables, and, um, you know, protein, or I'm actually not that much fruit because fruit is not on the anti-inflammatory diet. Is that true? It is Whole30 true. is so fruit-oriented. Yeah. Right. The Whole30 is a little bit different mm-hmm. from an anti-inflammatory diet. But fruit is sugar. Fruit is just sugar with fiber. Yeah. And it's natural sugar, and it has a lot mm-hmm. of vitamins in it, and it can be quite good for you. But if you have... It depends on your you have, goal like, is what you're saying. Exactly. If you have exceptional inflammation, cut the, cut the fruit out. Interesting. Not forever, but for now, right? I also think there's something to cutting stuff out and seeing what happens, mm-hmm. because life Absolutely. is long, and like we create right. such crazy habits and rituals around food True. that are so connected to emotion that if you can take time 
to even if the if like the least you get out of something like this is just to like undo some habits or, or like check a, in a on a little habits. less of something or, or just, just yeah. back to point zero and come yeah. back and yeah. notice you become more aware of the ritual like for yeah. example at the end of the day i wanted a glass of wine every night that mm-hmm. just became habit mm-hmm. and when i started to cut it out i started to go oh this is the time when i'm looking for wine like what am i really looking yeah. for so that's also a reason why mm-hmm. but ellen i you're kind of like you're shaking your head a little bit. Because I think that with with what you're describing, I think that there's an assumption kind of of like where somebody's diet and goals already are. Absolutely. With, with, with like, I feel like when the patients are coming to see you, there's already like a certain level of like understanding and goal directedness for the well right and also I should say that I often am seeing people who have already seen their primary right. care provider yeah. right so like we've talked about before you and I offer a very different service yeah. right so we're talking to people who have already been through the western medical model and the western medical model doesn't have anything to offer them that they like right so they're coming and saying like what are the changes that I can make to really shift myself away from illness and back to right. balance right and that's going to be diet exercise emotional health those are the, yeah. al- always the three things and also if you're already doing those things like I have a patient this week who is a young professional who works really hard very long hours and is taking great care of herself and she has chronic fatigue and she She's still uh, eating a great diet, but also sometimes it takes a prof- an outside professional to help nudge you back to where you need to be. Yeah. Like you don't need to be tired all the time. You right. might just need help. Even if you're doing all the right things for your body, you might also just need someone to help you with whatever you need. You know, you need needles, you need a massage, you need uh, a naturopath, you need any of any yeah. of the many different kinds of alternative health modalities available can help you. Ellen, what if someone came to you with chronic fatigue? Like what would be your first question? Uh, I, first thing would be sleep hygiene. Before I'd run like any like lab tests or blood work or whatever, Absolutely. how many hours of sleep are you getting a night? Are you having trouble falling asleep? Are you having trouble staying asleep? Why are you getting up? Are you getting up to pee all the time? Like, oh, are you having trouble sleeping because the person next to you is snoring? Are you unable to turn your thoughts off? Are you just staying up until one o'clock in the morning on your phone on YouTube? Or do you have like a noisy baby or you live like right next to the freeway? That's before I'd even like run any blood tests or anything. The first question is, is there just like a really easy, which frequently there is. Oh, if patients come in, oh, I'm sleeping poorly. Oh, yeah, because my uh, husband snores. Well, have you told your husband to go to the doctor? Yeah, he doesn't want to. Then you got to sleep in another room until he gets this looked into because why should you have to sleep like garbage? But what if they sleep well? Do you go to nutrition? Do you go there? Well, so then the next thing, no, honestly, the next thing I would then look at if someone says they're sleeping poorly is like, okay, now we can check some blood work. We can see if you're anemic. Because if your mm-hmm. red blood cell count low, that's going to make you tired all the time. You know, we can check a thyroid hormone because if that's low, that'll make you tired all the time. And then we get a little bit into nutrition. Oh, I would check someone's like B12 level because there are certain vitamins that if you're deficient in them, that can make you fatigued. Uh, but that would at least be kind of the... And then I would probably ask the person to keep an actual sleep diary mm-hmm. about... I mean, in the same way people are asked to keep food diaries about... Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your actual symptoms? And then do you ever get into like the emotion? Because it could be a symptom of a depression or something. Like does that ever come up? Yeah, because then, right. Are, are you not sleeping because you're feeling down in the dumps all the time? Are you feeling anxious all the time? Or are yeah. you sleeping and not waking feeling rested? Exactly. Because you are not able to replenish your own emotional health, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's interesting too. Like I think the connection with emotion and all this stuff is so interesting both with like nutrition and sleep and all the things Mm -hmm. where when someone comes in to talk to you there's like all these other things going on yeah that i don't know i just think i think that's just an interesting place yeah absolutely Absolutely. i I completely agree you can't discount emotional health from any other aspect of health like ellen and i were talking about this when we were walking Mm -hmm. in today but the emotional body the mental body and the physical body are all the same body right you're looking at this is why i like holistic health so much you're looking at all aspects of one system and the way that system interacts with the greater greater because the other thing i would argue about like a whole 30 or an anti-inflammatory diet like whatever nutritional properties these foods have, there's also an emotional element of self-care that's inherent in these processes and that maybe that's also contributing to why somebody feels better if you're saying that for these 30 days or these two weeks, I'm going to take time out for me and right. make myself a priority in my life and there's probably something with that that makes people and feel removing better food noise removing and right. also like so something that has happened i'm sure other people can relate to is that when you don't sort of have guidelines around what you eat then you will 
indulge in things that don't necessarily make you feel good and then you Mm -hmm. feel bad about them it's like a cycle Mm -hmm. so if you don't kind of have your own guardrails about like not to say you know i have to eat i have to be like you know orthorexia where you're like following the rules to an obsessive point but if you don't have your own sort of set of parameters around what makes you feel good and knowing that then you can enter a trap where you're like every day eating things that make you feel bad and going in a cycle absolutely and and there's plenty of research also to go with your point alan that suggests that even changing the focus of your attention can start to move you toward health Mm -hmm. so like you know there's you know plenty of like pop sci articles like new york times articles talking about how the health history can Mm -hmm. make such a huge difference and just the doctor's engagement with a patient Mm -hmm. can make such a huge difference and really it's just like the person's engagement with themselves right like looking at yourself as an object of attention right and something that someone that needs attention and needs to change right? if you're sense. able to give yourself that much attention you're already on the path to getting better precisely right? whatever your illness true. is yeah that's very true yeah so when people come in one of the first questions you ask them is more like an emotional question tori or something about like what's well usually my first question i mean my first question is always and this is always on on the intake which they will have filled out before they see me because all of my stuff is electronic um but my first question is always related to the issue that they're experiencing um and then from there i always brought in uh, i get a little bit more specific obviously and then i always brought in but the three questions that i always 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 ask are how's your sleep how's your stress how's your energy level and then how are you doing emotionally is like my extra one mm-hmm. and i kind of gauge it depending on you know who i'm seeing what their background is what their level of openness is because I can go pretty Western and I can go mm-hmm. pretty off the wall. Or not, not off the wall, but like yeah. I can go like pretty Eastern, right? And both of those things are really valid. And it's really sort of depends on what my patient is looking for and what they'll respond to. Because more than anything, and I'm sure you understand this too, Ellen, but like practicing good medicine of any kind is speaking a, a language in a language that your patient well can the thing i was about to say right? is people don't like when you tell them that they're crazy absolutely when, and usually and I, and I don't mean crazy in a pejorative way i just mean it as like someone's Wrong. tall someone's short someone's fat someone's right. skinny someone's crazy right, right 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 it's just a descriptor but if you tell them that they're crazy for some reason never no one they want like a medicalized crazy they don't want to just hear crazy crazy yeah Wait, what do you mean crazy i mean like someone who has like you know, IBS, fibromyalgia, interstitial cystitis, right? All of these like chronic... Most of those things are attributed to emotional health. That's exactly right. Yes. And, and, and and by crazy, I just mean like depressed and anxious and who among us is not How crazy? How does that no work? One. How come people have IBS when they're stressed? Like, what is that? So it's kind of, I mean, it's like anxiety of your intestines. Like these stress hormones? Where does your, here's, here's my question for you. And here's mm. the question that I always mm. will ask my patients. When you're stressed, where do you feel it in your body? My stomach. There you there go. There you go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, what is that, though? That's everyone has a place right. where I mean, and, stress and goes so, in their body. Is it like goes nerves? into my joints. What? In fibromyalgia, people feel it in their joints. What is pain? What's happening? <laughs> like, it's what is nervous, it? I mean, it's, it's a nervous response. Yeah, That's I mean, it's, it is. Yeah. Is, it, is it like, is it adrenaline? Is it? I mean, it's serotonin, it's norepinephrine, it's all of the neurotransmitters. Why do you feel it in your stomach? Well, why do you feel it in your stomach is the better question, right? Why do I? Because here's what I tell my patients. Pain is a a conversation that your body is having with you. And your job as the person who Mm -hmm. inhabits that body or as whatever you want to call it that inhabits that body is to understand and learn to speak that language, right? right? So if you feel that your stress or anxiety, whatever, is always going to your stomach, then the question is, why? Because your argument is maybe is your body telling you that you need more sleep? Is your body telling you to eat different things? Are is your you body hungry? telling you are that you like stressed? Right. are you sleeping enough? Are right. you exercising enough? Right. Are you are your interpersonal lonely, relationships? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I mean this becomes <laughs> it's it's like halt and bald, right? The reasons people overeat, mm-hmm. bored, angry, lonely, tired. Halt and bald. So th- those are like the, the cornerstones that, of like yeah. emotional eating. I Go forget on. what the, it's you know because this is in a lot That's of those. That's not even like an acronym that turns into words. That's just no. I mean it's it's uh, a. What's I mean, alt? Devices. I, no, because I forget what the H is, but it's like uh, it's bald. So it's like if this is in like a lot of self-help books about like emotional eating. So it's like, oh, if you think you want a snack, you're supposed to ask yourself, are you one of the balds? Are you actually okay, being wait, hungry, wait. bored, angry, lonely, tired? And what's halt? I, it's, I, it's, it's the same thing, but I forget what the H was for. But it's the same deal. I see. That before you eat, if you're on like an emotional but eating. What if the answer is like, yeah, and I want to eat right now? 
Well, then the, if you're reading the emotional eating self-help book, then you're supposed to have like a list of other activities to engage that in. That never works. I'm going to tell you. Because <laughs> like these books will be like, if you have a craving, it'll last three minutes. I have cravings last months. Yeah. And then the other thing is that they say, go do something to distract That's you. That's exactly right. I've never been distracted. <laughs> are you kidding me? You're just like, like, I'm taking a walk, walk and I'm just thinking of a piece of chocolate cake the whole yeah, so time. Here's the question. Are you actually hungry? Because you can true. be emotional and right. anxious and burning through your calories. And hungry. Anxiety can burn through your it's calories very, and you yeah, be true. hungry. Yeah. That's, you're allowed to eat Or there is hungry. a part of your brain that is just like a teeny bit of chocolate cake would be the way to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes I think actually um, the H eating. in halt is hungry, by the way. Oh, it's hungry. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, yeah. or bored. So it's like be halt or be halt. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, I also have... Uh, I'm sure my health is not interesting to the listeners, but I have really like sensitive blood sugar. It goes up mm. and down and what well, you just raised your eyebrows. I know. <laughs> I'm curious why. No, because I've asked you multiple times to actually like see what your blood sugar is if it's during those episodes to see if this is a blood sugar issue or yeah, something else. I'm not going to like go buy something to do that. I know but it is. There's also evidence to suggest that uh, overactive adrenal glands can cause heightened blood sugar because mm. when you are uh, in... Uh, Sorry, from, from like a fight or flight from standpoint. A fight or, from a fight or flight standpoint, when you're uh, chronically stressed, you can your blood sugar can dip and raise. Interesting. Yeah. I feel well, Ellen raised her eyebrows. But She's I allowed. feel I feel yeah. very strong no, because, waves because again I with blood just, sugar. Because you had mentioned this before and you're like, Oh, should I go see someone? So I said, Why don't you actually bring why don't you just buy a glucometer? It's like a hundred bucks. You could check your I'm own sugars and then bring that information to a provider. First That's of all, why. I have shitty insurance. I'm not seeing a doctor anytime soon. Right. If I can help it. And secondly, I'm not spending a hundred bucks. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying it would give you actual data points. I don't but need also, data. My question for anyone who's having a low blood sugar is how often are you eating and what's the quality of your, what are the quality of your meals? Yeah. Because you might be a person who needs to eat more frequently. Smaller, frequenter. Smaller, mm-hmm. more frequent mm-hmm. meals. Exactly. Frequenter. Probs. Great, great frequenter. addition to the Shakespeare mm-hmm. dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Probs. Probs. Um, yeah. So I recommend overall, I my from my experience, my you know, non-expert experience. I do recommend... You're an expert in your own body. In my own body. For me, it's been For any good. other Janie Stollers out there. I also just, honestly, if nothing else, try cutting out alcohol for a bit. I think that yes. is attributable to my better sleep and not eating mm. as much caffeine. Also, alcohol is sugar and it's very dehydrating. And you yeah. need hydration for every aspect of your cellular repair in your body. Yes. And... Uh, you save money. Absolutely. Which is big. I have like an app that shows I've huh. saved, you know, over $100 just by oh, not drinking. Wow. Congrats. You're on your way to a down you must payment be, for a house. You're either drinking a lot of wine or very expensive wine. No, I calculated it would average about like $4 a day. Huh? Right? Is yeah. that normal? Because like if it's... That sounds like Yeah, you know, that seems reasonable. That's normal. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I recommend that. And uh, it's helped my sleep problems a lot. Um. But Tori, so what... When people come in... I'm just curious too because you you know a lot about emotion and pain and how those are linked. Correct. Like, I don't understand any of this stuff. <laughs> I okay. don't understand You don't it. have to. That's yeah. why you come to someone That's who's you come to you. <laughs> the area of expertise. Like, how? But, like, how? You know what I mean? How are they linked? What do you mean? Can you like, be more specific in your question? Even when we're talking about, like, feeling anxiety in your stomach mm-hmm. or feeling, like, why would my back respond to emotion? Like, why okay. would that let happen? Me, let me just walk you through, like, a quick very watered down Chinese medicine five elements. Yes. So from a, fi- from a five element perspective, the five elements are understood to be uh, the five different uh, grounding substances that make up every aspect of consciousness that we understand to be true. So uh, the five elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Sorry. <laughs> and um, they all have emotions associated with them. They all have uh, body processes associated with them. And they all have, because we're looking at Chinese medicine from a pr- the perspective of you in conjunction with the universe, right? Not like you and the, and the earth as like two separate things. You're living on the earth. You're a part of it, right? Um, so they all have uh, aspects of the um, like seasons that that match up with those elements. So like for you, you're feeling uh, anxiety in your stomach. I probably wouldn't call that anxiety as, as much as I would call that worry because mm. worry is the emotion that's attributed to the spleen and stomach. Spleen not being the actual spleen, spleen being more of the pancreas. That's just the Chinese poetry. It's a mistranslation and we, no one ever changed it. Um, which is, you know, the fun part about studying something that's written in a language <laughs> that most people who practice it in the States don't understand. Yeah. Um, so... But worry is like an umbrella term, right? Just like you can have many different names for anger, you can have many different names for worry. And worry in Chinese medicine is thought to be either like over-rumination or overthought mm. or um, something that's also attributed to this kind of 
uh, pathology is like if you're studying all the time and you're using all of the nutritional um, boost that you get, right? The boost that you get from nutrition from your, for your brain because we know that when you're studying or working really hard, you're eating a lot of food because you need brain food, right? Um, if you're overdoing it, then you're burning through the fuel that your body is getting. And so you're going to have a diminished ability to digest in, in the upper GI, right? So from that perspective, different emotions can be attributed to different things. If you're experiencing, actually, this is an interesting story and I'll, I hope that I can remember it correctly. But when I was working in the clinic as a student intern, I had a patient who came with, uh, I think he had sciatica, but like very bad sciatica down one leg. And he had had it directly after experiencing like a really big scare. Mm. Um, I don't remember, I, I think that his house was robbed while he mm. was in it or something. And he like, they had put gas through the window to put Oy. him to sleep. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Oh my God. And he was terrified and his family was in a different country and he was all alone. And like this poor guy had just like had a real fright, right? Like he was terrified. Um, he felt totally violated. And and from that point, he was experiencing uh, like neuropathy and back mm. pain. Um, but the uh, all of the Western um, stuff didn't show like on the MRI and on mm-hmm. the x-ray, there was nothing wrong, right? But from a Chinese medicine perspective. So, you, so, so there, there's a Western medicine concept called like somatization. Yes. Of Which course, is exactly what you're describing. Of course, but also describing. everyone somatizes. Yes, I, I completely not just agree. One person, yeah, right? like yeah. we all do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's everyone. Yeah, and so from a Chinese medicine perspective, like your emotions are not separate from yourself. Right, your emotions are an integral part of the way that your system works. There are different parts of your body that help you to process emotion, to recognize, understand, feel, and let go of emotion. And I, I, I feel like this is an undertaught element of allopathic I medical agree. training yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah inside out too yeah no they should have like the emotion yeah. go into pain and then we yeah could, like learn about the no, relationship this is, so my friend from residency who's an endocrinologist this is like all he and i would ever talk about is like all these patients who would have like unexplained pain syndromes or just like unexplained like symptoms that just like didn't physiologically make sense and we're like no all these patients are just trying to tell us that they're anxious and they're depressed and yet when you tell them they're anxious and depressed they never wanted to hear it well that's right but also like those two things are stigmatized exactly like if we're talking like and here's some like some beef that i have with western medicine is that you put those you put all of those emotions right into like two small boxes and say oh you're just anxious or depressed but like oh no but you're not but i'm I'm not saying i'm not saying you're being absorbed at all i I would agree it's not just adjust because it's like look there were treatments available of course those it's just that like i as the allopathic doctor that's something that not even antidepressants necessarily but like a skilled mental health professional should be the person to help you just process this like a a therapist how many people i recommend to talk therapy yeah i think exactly everyone should be in talk therapy yeah. truly like if you're my friend you know that I think everyone should be in talk therapy <laughs> because it's amazing right. it can really like show you so many different aspects of yourself and what's remarkable is just like you know when you put attention on yourself your body will change right if you're able to you know with somebody else's help glean some insight about your own exactly. experience your body will change and there is even something too about even just like putting it all out there and like telling it to another human being and just like feeling heard that even if your therapist isn't necessarily giving you advice just to hear them say, like, I hear you and I see you. There's something that's just, like, so, like, freeing and healing about that. Well, and also, to go, again, back down this little hole of somaticization, um, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, while we might not be able to see you with, like, Western metrics, what's going on, that can then cause a breakdown in the tissue that's meant to um, process those emotions. So if you are in serious fear, if you're in fright and you Mm -hmm. don't know how to deal with that fear or fright, then all of a sudden the tissue that is supposed to help you process that is going to get basically like too full and it's going to start to like fester. Yeah. Does that so what happened with yeah. the guy, with the sciatic guy? I didn't see him a ton, but my professor, uh, who is a psychiatrist in China and then also, and then came to the States and now only practices uh, Chinese medicine with acupuncture and herbs, he's actually amazing. Um, he and I had a really interesting conversation about the fact that the fright caused the leg and back pain and that with the help of acupuncture and herbs, he should be, you know, it will take time because mm-hmm. he had let it go for a while, and unfortunately. And when you let these things go and you let them fester, then they're going to take more time to go away mm-hmm. than they did. They would it's have also true, like just talk therapy. Oh, yeah. If you let something fester, then yeah. it, you know, I, um, I love therapy. And I think something else therapy makes you realize is how crazy it is that therapists would 
be on a reality show giving therapy. Oh, that it's oh so inappropriate. God. It's so yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. If you do one therapy session, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you are in such a sacred private space. Right. And for yeah. any therapist well, to do it on TV, that any like, therapy TV show, they only show like one or two sessions and everyone knows it takes like weeks to months but, to like or but years or a lifetime. Yeah. Ethically yeah. for them to even oh, do I that. Agree. It's like completely, anyone who signs up is super awful. gross. You know yeah. what though? We also have to question like the production right. staff. Like who are you that you're exploiting these poor people who you're right. paying like $17 to like air their grievances and yes. and traumas yeah. on air come on it's right. so true come on it's oh so no true. I mean that was when I decided Dr. Drew was a sellout with celebrity rehab Ugh, it was trash I know well that's sad because he started out very good yeah and, and now that. he's Mr. Headline News like fake tan yeah I think yeah. celebrity rehab Does everyone turn into Ryan Seacrest <laughs> quote Jamie Stoller that, that's actually what oh. I believe with oh. time every male Man. celebrity who was I think like not I think it's a certain age point. They become very uh, glossy and tight-faced. I mean, because Mario Lopez becomes, is the same. Their hair becomes pointier. <laughs> They're, they start contouring. Uh, they do. And then yeah. they... So Ashley... Yeah. <sighs> Ashley Angel from O-Town. Uh, okay. Uh, Tori sent me yeah. these photos. He's just naked on Instagram now. Like, that's his new thing. God oh. bless. And bless he looks mm. like Ryan Seacrest. He's mm. one of those, like, crispy-haired, crispy-faced gentlemen. Mm. And I think at a certain point, you can either go the way of like the middle aged father figure, the like, you know, you become dumpy bald. Like man. an Alec Baldwin, even like an Alec Baldwin type. No, not attractive. I'm talking like you go dumpy. Oh. Or I'm not talking celebrity. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking oh, in real life. That, that we're talking a spectrum of like Ryan Seacrest to dumpy, though. Like you yes. can be yeah. anywhere in between. Well, yeah. I think most. No, but I mean, because I feel like George Clooney hasn't gone full Seacrest. He looks like himself. He's a little yeah, Seacrest James Bond? No. 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 He could, James Bond if he, he, to could be. he could be. He could be. But he is a little clean. Do you feel like John Hamm's getting a bit sea crusty? Not yet. Okay. He's not at the age yet. Okay. So what is the age tipping it's point? When you, it's from when you became famous to now. But so, it also depends on the longevity of your career, yes. right? Like, and, unfortunately, and, this person that we're yeah. talking about had, uh, you know, his 15 minutes and was super talented and yeah. then just, like, dropped off the face of the but boy But he man. had a great reality show with his wife. They oh, just I, fought the whole time. Oh, it no, was no. amazing. Oh, bless. Yes. <laughs> it's just funny, though, because I feel like Nick Carter isn't really doing Oh, that. he's sea crusty. Really? Oh, for sure. Veneers, pointy, uh, face tight. That's it. He is... <laughs> And I'm a fan. He's a Seacrest. Yeah. He's a total Seacrest. Uh. Um, but then there's ones like Chris Kirkpatrick, for example, oh, yeah. who completely just let it all go. True. So True. you're one or the other. Yeah. Um, oh, I think, I think AJ McLean then. I mean, he, his thing was never he's that he a dad. was. Yeah. And his thing was never that he was hot, per se. <gasps> he oh, was to some people. Chris yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick really has gone. Oof. They've sent him to the woods and he's just like <laughs> become his oh, own God. kind of man. <laughs> I mean, it really is bad. He see, he was never attractive. He had those no, stupid he was, braids and goggles, like the quote unquote bad boy he event. He like wasn't he even owns like yeah. a he's like a DJ or he owns like a club in New Jersey. I oh. mean, shout out New Jersey, I love you. Um, that's where my family is from. But he really does sort of look like a club owner and like yeah, New he like really looks bad. Joey looks, looks bad. Great. Yeah, but, but Joey from never the Backstreet good. Boys, I'd say that Howie's the one who sort of preserved because he never was over the top. I agree. In the beginning, that's why that's why he my fave. That's why he my fave uh, BSB. He my fave boy because he always keeps a low pro. Now, if I asked you what his voice sounds like, would you know? Yeah, only because I watched the documentary Backstreet Boys Show Him What You're Made Of, in which I guess there was secret conflict because Howie, I guess, had the strongest vocals initially. No, he didn't. Because he's an alto. No, he and never And the, the problem was, was that like both the Nick and Brian... Recording. And They're the supporting. problem was, though, is that like I guess Nick and Brian are both tenors, and there was like a lot of dispute over like who was going to be lead high vocal. Okay, you Howie... Gotta you've got to watch this movie. To, to claim it's Howie had the strongest vocals is like claiming Larry well, had the strongest Howie vocals. claimed he had the strongest Oof. vocals. No, no. No, we love him, but like that's just complete falsehood. I just like his low key attitude. That's I don't want to hear it but about he doesn't the vocals. Have the strongest no, vocals. that's All right. insane. All right, well, you that watch- would be like in in real life uh, saying yeah. that Sergio is not best vocals. Oh no, he doesn't have the best vocals at all. Chance. No. Okay, this makes no sense. No, to Chance most is just people. the most attractive. I know, mm. controversial. Hey, Tori, you've not been watching Boy Band on ABC, I take it. I have not been watching Boy Band. Oh, I mean, it's over. You missed sorry. the best thing that ever I happened. Know. But you can, know, you can watch it on, on ABC.com and or Hulu. And, or you can be like me. And not only so, at this point, for those who don't know, the show Boy Band was a summer fun ABC series where they followed a huge group and they narrowed it down to five to become a boy band now named in real life. And Nick, Carter, Emma Button, and uh, Timbaland were the judges. And it That's was amazing. the best yeah. show, uh, like literally of all time. It was so much fun. And um, the five boys who we got down to, I think I have very strong opinions on all of them. But my boys, Drew, I'm obsessed right. with him. And you I'm are, at you the are point a now, Drew drop. I'm in the Drew crew. Yeah. No, he's my Drew, Drew oh, drop. He's like he's my drop. little sweet Drew drop. <laughs> I, that's my, I made that up. You make that up. 
Yeah. You did. So like what I do now is I go on YouTube and I watch people have pulled down their Instagram lives and uploaded them to YouTube. So yeah. I just watch their old Instagram lives. Like today I watched Drew go to Target and go shopping. No, here's the thing. Cause I was watching these the other weekend with a friend. These guys, I like that they had like no social media training before. Cause their Instagram lives are just a half an hour. Well, of, that's like, what teens do. Happening. No, you're wrong about the social media oh. training. This is what teens do. That's what they want. They, they just, get thousands of views and I'm watching it. <laughs> you just want to watch them. It's like, just, you just, just like, want to feel connected. Somebody to else becomes, have a life. becomes exactly. like, big, like big brother, just like fly on the wall. Like, yeah. Actual history. You you life. feel connected to them and they'll yeah. do things like they'll follow the fan accounts they'll like drop into their dm conversations uh, that's all part of it okay. and like how they got such followings is that they are always on they're they always real. available yeah um and they're like innocent because they're young guys they're not like drinking and partying they're just like sitting in a hotel room singing yeah. right. and you're having a great time you're hanging out with your boy although chance the cutest one covered in tattoos and is a baby daddy he's 19 he does have a child which i thought was interesting because he um, is the heartthrob on paper. Mm-hmm. He's like the best looking. But for a 12 year old girl to be a fan and know that he's oh, a father is like a bit complicated. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but he also has the worst vocals. He screams. No, but he's the best looking. But once you. Everyone <laughs> needs a hot guy. That's exactly right. I Every can't see him anymore. I, yeah. I'm all about Drew. Like Drew uh. is just he's the one. He's the one. How did we even get here? I mean, because I, I think James is always looking for like any excuse to talk about. Oh, we were talking about like the the. Um, I have a book rec for you, Jamie Stoller. What have you read? Okay, so um, this is a plug for one of my dear friends who wrote this wonderful book called Grace and the Fever. Grace and the Fever. You should read it. It's a great book. Um, it's so wonderful. And also, it is about a, a young girl who meets her like boy band idol. <gasps> That's like the fanfic I used to write. Uh, no, I used she, to be Fatima, she, the choreographer. So she comes from fanfic, which is no. why. Yes, she which needs is why to be a guest. This book is amazing. Mm. That's amazing. You should have her as a guest. Who She's would she wonderful. write fanfic about? Um, she wrote fanfic about Hanson, which is oh who my her God. book is dedicated to. Um, mm-hmm. Also, my one of my greatest loves. Too, oh yeah, Hansen, no, I had a couple friends in like uh, you know at age appropriate times where like that was their alpha and omega, who have then like seen Hanson as adults on like subsequent. Yeah, is still a Hanson. Fan. She still goes to all of What yeah. I'm all sad about is all my fanfic is gone because it was on an Angel Fire site and that's oh, all gone. Uh, I have like a beautiful web page. Zan still has all of her fanfic. Oh. I need it. It's I amazing. See, she when I have a child. She read it on a, on a, what did she live read it on? She live read it on Mortified, mm, the podcast. That's and amazing. It was yeah. amazing. I would, if I have a kid, I'm going to be like, save literally everything and yeah. then I'll figure out later what's, what you can throw funny. away because yeah. I just threw away everything. Wait, so was it like you away. meeting Fatima Robinson? Or no, was that? Fatima was not in the narrative. I kind oh. of took her place. Oh. But uh, we would, I would like fall in love with the Backstreet Boys, various ones at different times. And like my friend Kyle would have a different one. Yeah. And so we would do, we would like um, date and stuff. And it was just really great. And then. I just want to point out one of my favorite fun facts about Janie was that Janie would always claim that her favorite Backstreet Boy was Brian because right. she didn't want to seem like a sellout because really. No, was, that's not why I Nick. did it. I thought because no. her favorite was actually Nick. Let me explain. I'm Can I please defend myself? I didn't realize I'd be in court right now. <laughs> this is very emotional for you, Janie. It's yeah. very you emotional. feeling it in your body. Exactly. <laughs> I'm feeling it in my head. It's a lot of I'm fire. Gonna, it's going to explode. Yeah, a lot of fire. Ang- anger goes upward. Yeah. Anger goes upward. I bet he rises. Wait, we should like psycho. We should get get the analysis of my emotions this is happening um so basically with the Backstreet Boys Nick was conventionally the cutest had the best voice he had that young boy feel and so everyone loved him but with my friends we had to be very democratic about it no one got him it was like getting the best piece of cake so we all took the second slice okay so I was assigned Brian I remember assigned for sure assigned he always struck me as a bad match because he was very Christian yeah and I clearly would not be like on his radar and yeah. what has since been confirmed by going onto his son's Instagram mm. is that they're a Trump family unfortunately oh he's definitely a, a Trump Bye. fan yeah for sure. so I'm for sad sure, about that sure. I've done a lot yeah. of like stalking of various family members of the boy band people mm. something has some things have come up that are unsavory I won't share but I do feel like no, we're you mostly leaning liberal share. Share. well Sergio has a sister who turned 18 and posted like these are my two options with Hillary and Trump and um, I mean that doesn't speak to him at all and clearly they're not a Trump family like right. I got the vibe from him but I don't think and Jaden probably is cr- very conservative oh he's very Christian because Jaden got his so Jaden unfortunately was one of the boys on boy band who made it to the top eight but not the top five but, but it's okay because him and like Marcus Marcus and no, One Cam. Direction didn't win the show that they were on exactly right, right. exactly, exactly. Like, yeah it'll be fine yeah so um but I think it's really important that everybody 
now know that back in the day when you loved a boy band, it was so pure because you didn't know anything really about Absolutely. them. You had your speculations, True. but you all, made it all up. It was like all you 1%, had were like these crazy photo shoots and like Tiger Beat. Right, you had one percent of the information. Right. You just let your mind go because none of them. Had, this was pre-social media. Like you couldn't see their weird tweets, right? Or like who their siblings. So were. that's been hard for me to reconcile with this new show, with this new band. Is mm. like that you don't have the mystery anymore, yeah. and the girls growing up with them are going to know everything about them. Yeah, yeah, but that's just sort of the way that teenagers are now. Yeah, it's true. Like YouTube is their magazines, mm. you know. So anger goes up. Yeah, anger goes upward. Um, so that's why, like, when you're really angry, you could have a stroke. Or if you, I mean, this is like repetitive anger, right? Not just like you're angry about this boy right band now, boy band right now. But yeah. so, do a lot of people? A lot of people carry anxiety in their stomach or worry. Yeah, in their like upper abdomen area. So I would say like the anatomical stomach, which is directly beneath the rib cage, right? Not like that's where I feel lower. it always. Yeah, and then sometimes you like pay attention to the pain and it dissipates. Uh huh. Because yeah. the second mm-hmm. you're aware of it, it kind of doesn't feel as strong anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from a Chinese medicine perspective, I think I've told you this before, but Chinese medicine is written all in poetry. Um, but there are different like ways that the emotions change the energy so from a chinese poetry like worry knots the chi the chi would be like you know Hmm. the vital energy that flows through your body with the blood um and i think sadness sinks the chi so if you're feeling like really sad you can feel extremely depleted Mm -hmm. right um what does fear do i don't remember what fear does i think fear scatters yeah i think it does i don't remember i don't think what happens when you have fear? You like you pee your pants. Oh, interesting! Right? Like if you're really scared, you can lose uh, urinary and bowel control. Yeah, yeah. So something about going downward that hasn't happened to me yet. But it's yet. really more Chinese medicine. I think more than anything is a medicine of observation, right? And so like th- there are two ways that energy can. Well, there are three ways because it can stagnate too. But there are two ways that energy can go. It can go in the in the correct direction. So like the normal direction of the stomach energy is to go downward, mm. right? You want to digest the right. food. Um, the rebellious quality of the energy would be to come upward. You would vomit. You would mm. have nausea, right? Any, anything like that. And if, and if there's any kind of pain, then there's stagnation, which means that it's not moving. It's not doing the thing that it's supposed to do, which is move through the organs, mm. right, and outward. Ellen? Yeah, I mean, I guess this this also, like, if someone has, like, a chronic musculoskeletal injury, like, a lot of physical therapy is helping that. Of course. And also, yeah. like, if you have a musculoskeletal injury, then you have stagnation. Because once you break the body, there is going to be some scar tissue, mm-hmm. right? Dep- no matter in what part of the body, there will be some scar tissue. And once there's scar tissue, it's more difficult for the normal energy to flow through the vessels and through the areas that it needs to enliven, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the only the the biggest thing for an injury like that or a chronic pain thing is that people need to move. Right. Movement, like just the movement of the fascia across itself. Let me just pull back and say that your body has lots of different spider webs of fascia that hold it together, which probably I already have talked to you about. Um, but those fascial layers need to slide across each other. And when they slide across each other, when you're moving, it creates an energetic potential, which then basically causes like a teeny little shock, which then... Uh, you know, moves whatever was stuck in there, whatever kind of discomfort or pain, which is why movement can be really helpful for people who have chronic uh, pain or injuries. Mm. I mean, that is like for fibromyalgia, for example, like physical activity is one of the mainstays of treatment, of like things for which there's actual evidence. It's like Tai Chi. Of course. In this general movement. And Tai Chi is like fascial movement. Yeah. That's so what Tai Chi is. people get in cycles like, oh, it hurts. I don't want to move. Exactly. And then, and then they worse. don't move. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That and, makes sense. You know, but also like don't you get in cycles where you don't want to cook and then you're eating like whatever you can just pick up. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Like yeah. it's easy to fall into a habit, right? And I think don't the difficulty, everyone does. Yeah. But the difficulty of changing your health is changing your habits, right? It's always a lifestyle change. Yeah. There's no quick fix to any health yeah. thing unless you like cut your finger and then your body's just going to take its time to heal it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say with habits, if you give it a little time, it gets so much easier. I was thinking today about like even just it's kind of like a commute where the first time you do a drive or the first time you take a train, you're looking, you're thinking the whole thing. It's crazy. And then at a certain point, it becomes just routine. You're not even thinking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's true so much of like habits yeah. that know that they're changeable. I feel like yeah. people it's 30 feel... to 90 days to change a habit. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I always say it's really hard when you're coming in with a dietary thing and you want to change your diet because often the people who really need a dietary change they need they're, they're they need not, a, to make a big commitment yeah. right? they or need to really like, invest oh that like they come and see whomever and they hear once or twice how much of a change it or is or they hear like oh i should do a paleo diet like right. please don't do a paleo <laughs> diet that's not that's not a real thing like that's that actually can cause more inflammation than it can correct it's actually you need grains grains mm-hmm. are important it's totally fine like we've talked about before to go on a 30-day cleanse and mm-hmm. take out the things that are uh, aggravating your body and then slowly put them back paleo in and see what's working feel sustainable it's right. not real it's yeah. not real we're not cave people and yeah. also like actually recommendation to all of your listeners watch the ted talk on why you shouldn't be doing a paleo diet it's really good 
Did it's I tell really you there's like, so I had a boss at an old job at an mm-hmm. ad firm and he was on paleo and he got these meals delivered. Like it was New York mm-hmm. as everyone does, but they were called go tribal. And I was like, what Wait. part of tribal mm-hmm. life are Involves you replicating? Involves you working in like a New York advertising also, where like someone gives don't you. Don't call it a tribe. That's the right. thing. Exactly. That's exactly right. right. I thought it was kind of offensive. Like yeah. there's a person Absolutely literally delivering agree. you right. the food. And that's the person who's doing the actual exercise. Right. <laughs> And like you're sitting on your butt. Yeah, you know how to lose weight? Deliver the food. Exactly. Carry all these heavy bags up and down stairs all the time. It's true. Just move your body. Just find something, anything that you like, truly anything, and just do it for 20 minutes every day at least. Yeah. Baseline. So that brings us actually to the prescription. Mm -hmm. I think we got a teaser for it. This is the (laughs) segment (laughs) where we go around and everyone's going to prescribe something non-medical. Yeah. That'll improve your health and your wellness and your well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ellen, do you have one to start? This is one that I I forgot to mention last time. There's a web series that I got turned on to by uh, Ask Meta Filter. It's very niche. It's called Soon By You. It is about uh, Orthodox Jews dating on Mm, the upper, I think, west side of New York. So it's... uh, it's like a homegrown web series. There's only been four episodes. I'm watching it today. Yeah, no, it is a New York based. Say the title again. Soon by you. Soon by you. What does that mean? I think is part of like some wedding blessing oh, that Janie okay. and I were okay. never taught or ignored. No, uh, but it's you know it's very funny. They're like you know four or five different actresses. Actresses. Oh, actresses. it's not reality. It's, no, oh. it's uh, it's scripted. But there's like a, the, oh, it's a woman who has like written this about like her own life basically, and so. You know, there's a woman, there's like the superficial woman, and then there's like the dorky artist woman, and then there's like the rabbi student, and then there's like his dorky, like awkward Kramer-esque best best friend. But it's very funny, it's very heartfelt, and um, it's very Jewish, which I also enjoy. So you, earlier you mentioned Reddit, and this is on Metafilter. Are you spending a lot of time on these like crowdsourcy websites i find yeah. them helpful hmm. i love yeah. that you're reading the reddit medical the, the meta, yeah. no. i really want to read the, that the, now. The, the, the medicine subreddit is basically a doctor's lounge i like it because it's like people are like oh this crazy thing happened at work or like here's a crazy x-ray i saw it's all people cool. in the field talking so you in order to post you have to have some kind of flair that either explains that you're a student like if you're a lay person that's so smart like you that's can amazing. say you're a lay person but the it's like you can't ask for medical advice you can't ask how do they do verify it I mean, it's based on the questions. Is it to, po- you, to post, you have to be a, a practitioner of some kind. Or, yeah. Or to read. Yeah, or like a student. But no, no, they, anybody can oh, read that's it. Awesome. Yeah, it's an open forum. So then how do, how do they then verify it? I mean, they don't, but the, the forum is moderated very heavily. Where Whoa. people's questions are like crazy or terrible or trash. And like you like alert right away and they, they take it down within huh. minutes. Bless that person who does that. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, that is just a lot of like horrible trash. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, I <laughs> highly recommend the medicine. Sub- I mean, my favorite is the relationship subreddit because it's just gossip and drama. I have drama. a friend who's obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah. it's great because it's like my favorite But then ever. you get 100% unqualified people giving advice. Oh, of course. No, my favorite 100%. ever. Just go to therapy. Also. Yeah, go yeah. to therapy. I mean, people, but people's want, but. questions are so insane. This woman had written a thing about how her husband, all of his coworkers would come by every morning before work and expect her to make like a full breakfast for these like 12 guys. And so all these people are like, why can't you just leave him a box of cereal? What? Who are like, the guys? What's going on? All of his coworkers. No, and what so. What is that about? No. Is she in some kind of so the, no, cult? So, con- that's like, exactly right. So then everyone is writing what? in of like, why can't you just leave him a box of cereal? Why is everyone coming over to your house? And she's like, you don't get it in order to get ahead in his industry. Like, what's his industry? Porn? He, what like, is he's this? like a government contractor. Oh, so he what is like, she, what about her? What about her? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that is, and that's what everyone said. And then she would just get mad at everyone. Yeah. Okay. She would, she, yeah. she, but wrong. she didn't actually want to change. She didn't want no, advice. That's, that's right. The thing. And that's exactly right. And and that's that's, that's actually best. super interesting from yeah. a healthcare provider perspective because yeah. I think you probably do too. Oh, but for I sure. Get, I have gotten in my time, uh, in my job, plenty of people who come in looking for a quick fix and yes. don't actually want to change. And like yeah. you've said a million times, like you, you got to change your lifestyle. Yeah. You have to change your own approach to your life for your life to change. If yeah. nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Can I say who's the opposite of you two? Who? Dentists. Because <laughs> you go in and you talk about your lifestyle changes and they're like, here's a quick fix. It's a billion dollars. Yeah. And you need to do this and you need to do that. They'll like try and just sell well, you a certain bunch of stuff. dentists. Yeah. Well, some, some dentists. I'm ready to meet one who's not like if that. If you need a dentist, I'm happy to recommend I already, mine. I gave you any recommendation too. I need a new yeah. one. They're very mean. Ugh, no, yeah. This was the great. first people who didn't. I got my teeth cleaned and x rays, $120. Woo, and, nice. they, and they said my night guard was fine. I didn't need a new one. Oh, amazing. Great. <laughs> amazing. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Everyone else's recommendations we got off topic. We're just chatting. <laughs> So my prescription is specific to people who fear the sun like me. 
It is compression sleeves. I wear them when I drive. So they kind of look like Belle's gloves at the ball. The white long glove that go up to the top of your shoulder. Do they cover your hands too? They have. It's sort of like an Avril style um, like hole okay. for your thumb. But the, aren't you worried about your fingers? Yeah, thing? I actually am. But okay. aren't you worried about your vitamin D absorption? So I see a lot of sun. Okay. I'm around okay. in the middle of the day. My job right now is driving. Mm. So okay. I also fear just from a skin depletion and cancer standpoint, my left side of is course, getting way is more. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the left side of my face, I wish they made like a thing for your face. <laughs> like honestly, like a mask of some When we were driving, I held a towel over my dog so she didn't right. get too hot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put a towel on my legs if I'm wearing shorts or a skirt <laughs> and then I have a sleeve and it keeps my arm cool for it's one. It's car suit. Mm-hmm. It's my car yeah. suit and I drive drive around with it and um i love it you can get it for 10 bucks on amazon and it's just like a peace of mind thing for me because i still wear yeah. sunblock and i try mm-hmm. to cover up so do you just search car suit on amazon it was it's a compression sleeve uh-huh. yeah also, so you can also be people with like lymphedema is the actual yeah. intention no it's also it's for exercise and stuff i wear it sometimes when i'm hiking because it keeps so your, you it keeps swell. you, uh, yeah, and it keeps you cool. Okay. It actually does keep you oh. cool, which is really interesting. Great. Like, hmm. I don't know how that works, okay. but um, I love it. And so then I have, I have my arm covered up. And so do you only cover up the one arm? If, it, if it's the only thing exposed to the sun, I'll okay. do both. If That's they're very both. Michael Jackson of you, I'm into it, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I honestly, like, I was thinking, I, I, I really like, I do fear skin cancer and I mm-hmm. fear, you know, wrinkles and that kind of thing because I'm vain too. And so, right? So I really like it. Um, I mean, it doesn't like look cool, but who, who cares? You're driving. Who so cares? compression yeah. sleeves are the way to go. All right. Okay. Tori. Um, so as Ellen pointed out, when we said hi to each other today, <laughs> I have had the good fortune this summer of swimming in many different wonderful bodies of water. Um, the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and this really awesome lake in Tennessee when I was there for the mm. eclipse, which was wonderful. Um, so my prescription is uh, go in a body of water and mm. eat some damn vegetables. <laughs> it sounds like a perfect end of summer advice. Yeah. Yes. That is awesome. Eat I love vegetables. that. The thing I like is that we can combine. You can do all of our recommendations at the same time. If you want to swim Watch with your, the web with your, yeah. with your car suit on. <laughs> with your car with suit your arms and covered. then your left well, on. I guess like yeah. a, a body of water could a bath could count as a body no, of water, I mean, are, right? Or you could also uh, be, you know, you get into the lake or the ocean in an inner tube, you sure, know, tube and then you do some idea. floating, and then you have like your tablet with you, and then you're in your compression. You should sleeves. have a waterproof tablet cover. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh, are these sleeves waterproof? No. Okay. Definitely not. No, they're no. not. Um, but Tori, it was so great to yeah, have thank you. Thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so back. much for having me. Oh, so remind anytime. people where they can find you and uh, on in in the social medias in the world. In the social medias, <laughs> all of it. Um, my business is called Lark Acupuncture and Wellness, and it's a plus, not an and. Um, you can find me online on my website at www.larkacu.com. and I'm on Instagram at lark underscore acu. And I'm also on Facebook, and you can just find it. It's, yeah. it's there if you need it. Awesome. A wealth of information. Uh, I also want to say from the last time, someone, a listener started doing acupuncture because of you. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, if, if I, like, kind of know you, just get in touch if you need help finding an acupuncturist where you are. I'm totally happy to help. Love awesome. it. Awesome. So yeah. reminder uh, as we exit just to give us a call, 844-STOLAR-X, or tweet us at that handle, and we will take your medical questions. Or send Janie a stress text. Send me a stress text. See, this is the problem. That was a couple weeks ago. You might get delayed. True. If, it, in if, it's, if it's like a bear is currently chomping on my leg, how do I get right. this bear then off? Then call of me? us. Yeah, that's a call. That's don't a text. Voicemail. Yeah. Um. But I'm happy to receive the text yeah. as well. But you know, let's just like we love to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, yeah. and uh, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. Yeah. Bye. Forever. <laughs> this has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.